Welcome to It's Real with Jordan Edwards. Today's guest is Melanie Iglesias. She's a model, singer, and actress. She first rose to fame as a Maxim cover girl and went on to star in Guy Code and Girl Code on MTV. These days, she's concentrating mostly on music. So here it is, episode 25 with Melanie Iglesias. have this new single out Mr. Magoo yeah before we get into the whole music your history and all that kind of stuff tell me about this new single so this the song is called Mr. Magoo um so Mr. Magoo was like an old 50s cartoon my mom used to watch it and she made me watch it and it's about this man who's extremely nearsighted who refuses to go get an eye test and get glasses and he gets into all these shenanigans because of it. So I drew these parallels because I had a girlfriend who was dating. A, my girlfriend is like literally one of the nicest, sweetest, smartest, funniest girls in the world. And the guy she was dating refused to acknowledge what a great catch she is. And he was like saying like, oh, I really want this. And I want all these things for myself. And I want this in a relationship completely disregarding that she's like, like, you know, available and really into him. and. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to make that um, that relation between the two of them. And uh, the song is about her and that experience. I think I think a lot of people have a Mr. Magoo in their lives. It's somebody who they wish would even consider, you know, letting down their guard for this for for, for us, you know? Yeah, and and, and, and and musically, what what style were you going for? What from the production standpoint, what what did you want to accomplish? Um, the production was done by this producer, Ilion. Shout out to him. He's amazing. Um, he usually does like dance music, but when I came in the studio, he had these chords that sounded really R&B and took me back. And I always, I'm very influenced by the 90s, like 90s R&B girl groups specifically, like TLC, 702, Total, um, whatever Missy Elliott had done with girl groups back in the day. Uh, Aaliyah. Yeah, so I, I can't help but those are my sensibilities so i can't help but make music that kind of feels nostalgic in that sense yeah i think it's interesting because you were alive in the 90s but you were a little kid and it's different when you're a little kid versus an adult like how you consume music yeah exactly um my mother was such a, a big fan of these girls and naturally i became a huge fan because i'm wanted to be just like my mom so um so yeah i think from a sonic standpoint i definitely you can definitely hear like those influences in there now you are known for your modeling and acting more than your music so tell me about your transition from model and actress into a musician and a singer actually music was the first thing that i was pursuing years ago i think i'm a little older than people assume i have baby face gene i was making music when myspace was a thing and i had so much music on there and i was getting called into all these meetings and it was going really well and then all of a sudden one day i um i lost my voice i had nodules on my vocal cords so I had to figure things out because I didn't, I couldn't get the surgery. I couldn't afford it. My insurance wouldn't cover it, like to get them removed the way other singers have. So, and also they were benign. So there was, there was no chance that, I mean, because they were harmless and I don't know, I guess 
I guess because my insurance wouldn't cover it, they were harmless, I just decided not to get the surgery. I had to figure out another path, and that's when Twitter became a thing. <laughs> and I saw this girl that I follow enter a modeling contest for Maxim, and I was like, oh, maybe I should enter that because I still have this burning desire to like pursue entertain the entertainment industry. And I know lots of people um, started off with modeling. So I did that. To my, to my surprise, I won the contest. I got the cover of Maxim. I made a YouTube channel. My YouTube blew up. I got an MTV guy code, girl code, all these things. I had this career and it was so charged with so much energy. Like everything kind of just went from zero to 60. And then I hit a wall because I wasn't in line with pursuing my passion and things that actually made me happy. Like I grew up, my dad's a musician. Like we grew up, like I grew up watching him like write songs and play songs and I wanted to be like him, you know? So I don't know. I kind of was upset because I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't living my truth, like the things I really wanted to do. And when I was on Girl Code and Guy Code, a lot of my castmates were comedians, like stand up comics. And I would do shows with them, but just like hosting, you know, and squeeze some jokes in every now and then. Like, oh, I can write jokes if I can't write music. So I started doing stand up, uh, quit modeling completely. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I really liked being. I really enjoyed being on stage in that sense. And then literally three years ago, I was in my kitchen singing a song and my voice came back and it was bigger and better than before. So I immediately started recording music. So now I have these passions of like doing not just music, but also I really love doing stand-up comedy now. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to fuse the two, like Bo Burnham. That's what people don't, people don't think about that as much as they should maybe is that when you have a window or a door, you can take it and then do something else once you're inside, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, well, I've always been a writer. So writing jokes was just another, you know, way of expressing myself in that sense. Um, you know, so I, I started studying improv. And I think all of that, because that all happened right before I got back into doing music. And I think all of that gave me some perspective and it. it gave me better tools and made my writing stronger. You came up in an interesting time, interesting time because you were pre-influencer. Like people didn't talk about the term quote unquote influencer. Do you have kind of a, a love-hate relationship with that world? Because on one hand, it gets you views, it gets you eyes on your music. I mean, you can release a single, put it on your Instagram, and all these people who are following you for the modeling reasons can now hear your music. So tell me about your relationship with that world. There is definitely a lot of dissonance that happens in that sense, because on one hand, as an artist, I don't want to sell out and just do any brand deal and do all these things and be like, hey, go click the link in my bio, buy this awesome product, because I would just have people like support the art that I'm making. Um, the hardest thing I think about going the avenue that I went is when a bunch of men follow you for uh, you know, modeling photos. The last thing they want to hear you do, they want to hear is like your music, you know what I mean? So it's been kind of like, I felt like I had to work a little harder, um, take my time putting stuff out, make sure that the quality was there because I think with having an audience, there's a level of expect expectation um, that people expect. And I knew that if I was going to make something that I would have to be really proud of it and not care what people would think. I would have to be like, I'm happy that I made this. It was cathartic. I made it for the right reasons. And if anybody supports it, I'm lucky because I know that they didn't follow me for those reasons. And shockingly, um, I've been getting so much love 
and support and people are like, oh, I didn't, it's kind of a backhanded compliment. Like, oh, I didn't expect it because anybody can make music now, right? Anybody can pay $400, have a home studio set up and make music in their bedroom. So I get it. I get why people would, would you know, maybe have their doubts and stuff like that. Also, it kind of looks like I was doing the other stuff first and kind of doing this just because I can, if you weren't following me back from MySpace days. But I have fans back from MySpace days still that were following me on MySpace that, you know, that have seen this whole thing come full circle. When that's really cool for me and it's really rewarding to get messages from people who've watched this journey. You're, you grew up in New York. You um, were born in Brooklyn, correct? Yes. And you mentioned your father was a musician. So what kind of stuff did you grow up listening to? What was around the house? Um, well, my mom going. was more of like the R&B, like the Motown. Well, my dad likes that too. My dad likes Motown a lot stuff too. But my dad specifically loves to play like the Beatles. <laughs> um, and I think the Beatles have some of the best melodies ever written on the planet. So that's so it's like <laughs> all of the girl groups in the 90s stuff and the Mariah Carey and all that mixed with like my dad's love for rock music. So it's that's that's kind of like I don't know that's kind of that's kind of what I grew up listening to yeah it's too bad maybe if you were 10 years older you could have been in one of those girl groups you could have been in like 3LW or something I always say that yeah. I always say that I was truly born in the wrong time me and Melly, Missy Elliott were supposed to have a collaboration of some sort maybe one day it'll happen <laughs> yeah 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 when you were first really getting into music seriously a few years ago did you have a certain sound you wanted to go for or was were or would you, you just kind of like take the music did it happen more did your sound happen more organically or did you have a specific sound you wanted to make no i i think it kind of happened organically like i i grew up listening to like you know all those women um also like you know the tone i didn't mention so many i can mention like tony braxton like brandy's like monica like all those 90s women those icons and legends and i think it was just like i said i just had those those sensibilities so my producer who was who produced my ep his name is rudy maya he's my best friend we met from myspace to make a song together back when like way back when so we stayed friends after I lost my voice. And then I came, we ended up living in the same town here in LA event. Crazy. Cause I moved from New York to LA and we, I moved like three minutes away from him. We started a podcast about music and influencing. He would cover the music stuff and he had done like Rihanna's album. He'd worked with Dr. Dre for so long and all that. He knows like everything about me in and out. So when I told him I wanted to make music again, he was like, all right, cool. I would just bring in, like lyrics and melodies that I would just come up with myself, like to like little loops or samples or things. And then he would just, you know, take everything out, leave my vocals in and just handle the production. But he knew that I, he knew what I liked already. So it was easy for him. So you're, you're in LA now. That's where you're based. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck here. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to move back to New York this year. Yeah. Well, you know, we're all kind of stuck where we are right now. How do you like it? <laughs> How do you like the vibe in LA? I mean, you're you're uh, it's totally a different world out there. I I like LA because it's so much easier to walk into anywhere and meet like-minded people. Like I can go into a coffee shop, right, and meet 10 creatives who are there working on something and who 
have downtime to work with you, even though they have these illustrious like resumes, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm free this weekend. Do you want to shoot that video or do you want to, you know, record a song or whatever it is? And it's harder to find in New York. It's a little more scattered because everybody comes to LA to pursue some sort of career in entertainment. Right. So I think for my art, it's been it's been really nice having all these resources like at my fingertips and people who genuinely want to help and support. Um, that's been the best thing from, about it. But growing up as somebody who's used to like walking out the house, not having a day planned and being able to like take on Manhattan and get into whatever shenanigans, LA is a little tougher. Um, and, and the energy is different. The energy is different. It's a little more relaxed and, you know, slow paced. And um, I'm not like the kind of person who likes to go out. Like as I get older, I become more of a recluse and I don't really like being in the clubs or at bars. So I don't see too many people here if I'm not working. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been it's been great for the art. I'll just say that <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned improv and and getting more into comedy. Are you going on auditions? Are you actively pursuing comedy acting gigs? I I do it to be, my agents are going to kill me, but like they they believe in me. I have these agents for TV and movies, and they believe me, and they send me out all the time. And I always tell them like I suck. I'm literally terrible at this. I can I can write something and and direct it and act in it and love my performance and be like that's turned out exactly how I wanted it to. Like I have these little sketches on YouTube like that I would that I used to make and be like those came out great everyone's like oh you can act because you did this I'm like yeah but I also wrote it <laughs> I wrote that sketch that's easy but um I do go out I don't book often it's very competitive here people eat sleep and breathe acting and I'm just not one of those people because I have other things that I think I think I should focus on the things I'm already strong <laughs> you know with and um acting is just not one of those things I would love to play a role of another artist, maybe, um, like if it was like a role where I can sing and dance and yeah. do, a, I would like that. I did audition for Selena, but I didn't get it. <laughs> but they wanted a Mexican American actress, and to be fair, I'm not, I'm not Mexican American. But, um, but something like that, um, where a role where I can do all those things that I love doing on stage would be ideal, or something that I maybe write myself. What actor or actress would you want to be in, like? a TV show with? Do you have any buddy that you really love? Ooh, um, ah, uh, damn, this is maybe like Donald Glover. Yeah. I really like him a lot. I really like, uh, I love like, I want to be with all the people who are kind of like, who do what I do, like who do, you know, multifaceted type artists like Jamie Foxx and just kind of pick their brain a little bit and, and kind of see how they were able to create spaces for all of their passions and do it all so well. Because sometimes I struggle with, um, with kind of like focusing, <laughs> focusing on things. So. Yeah. You should come back to New York and do uh, musical theater. Like you're like people do Broadway and that catapults them into whole. My mom will like suggest things like it's real easy. Like, why don't you become an announcer for ESP? And I'm like, yeah, mom, I can just go knock on their door and just like get a job. But I'm saying the same thing. Why don't you just become a Broadway actress? You know, but that would be amazing. I would, I would love to have a guest spot like in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, I know all the songs. Um, I, I have the attitude. I think I could pull it off. Maybe guest yeah, you could you could totally do the 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 jailhouse tango number. I could totally see oh, that. Oh, that would that would be insane. If you could learn a musical instrument from scratch, like one you have never touched before, 
what would you want to learn how to play? That I've never touched before? Yeah. Probably the harp, as of recently. The harp. The harp. Tell it's me about that. really complex. It's beautiful. You can't not look like an angel when you're playing the harp. <laughs> you, There's some wild uh, videos on YouTube and Instagram of people doing like cover songs and like stuff that's not yeah. angelic sounding. Yeah, I would pick probably the harp. Also, for a long time, I thought I just I just couldn't figure out guitar because my, my fingers didn't want to do this. But then I tried playing lefty, and it feels way more comfortable. So I think I want to try to buy a lefty guitar. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix my... style, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to fashion, what musician do you appreciate their fashion the most? Like, who's your musical fashion icon? Elton John. <laughs> uh, like one that I would aspire to dress like. Or one you just really appreciate their, their vibes. Probably, probably Gwen Stefani. She yeah. always dressed really well, really fun. Um, she loves to try new things. I love that about her. I was just talking about Gwen Stefani to my mom last night for some reason about how she basically dresses like she did in the nineties, but it's become a more sophisticated version of that. Yeah. And yeah. she still looks, she looks amazing. Absolutely. She just keeps getting better looking. It's weird. It's like, how, how's this happening? Yeah. <laughs> well, think about the team that she has like taking care of her skin and her oh, hair and her nutritionists and all that kind of stuff. So true. I know. I feel like it's so much easier to be beautiful when you have money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. That's a great quote. <laughs> Okay, last question, and this is a fun one. In sync or Backstreet Boys? Honestly, I was a bigger Backstreet Boy fan. Drop the bomb. Yeah, because I I love their melodies. Um, their songs they kind of felt like <laughs> like um I don't know, like they, they, they kind of felt more in line with like all the groups that I used to listen to before that, like the Boys to Men and stuff like that. If you listen to it, I think that they were really influenced by Boys to Men and a lot of those guy groups. Cause I, I was listening recently and I was like, this kind of feels like the same cadence and this Boys to Men song or this same type of melody or the way the song progresses kind of felt like that. And I think that's why I gravitated towards. That's, that's a good point. You know, when you think about the first Backstreet Boys album compared to the first NSYNC album, the Backstreet Boys album has more of an R&B flavor, whereas NSYNC was more straight pop. A hundred percent. And that's why I think I gravitated towards Backstreet Boys a little more. So does so if you like the R&B side of pop more, were you more of a Christina fan than a Britney fan? I love both. But yeah, um, I, I loved Christina's voice. I would obsess over it. I'm like, how is she doing that? Where is that coming from? Like what part of the face? Because, you know, you you can shape your voice and sing from certain places and it will completely change your tone. And I would try to figure out where the hell she was singing from <laughs> and kind of put it together like like a, I don't know, like, I, like it was a mystery or something to me. But I, I have so much respect for both of them. I hate that they put them against each other because it made no sense. They were two totally different artists. And they had different kinds of careers too. Exactly. I think it was just a time period and they were both kind of, they both had that fashion icon, that sex symbol status, you know, so I yeah, can understand. That's it. true. You've been really busy. You have the, you have the, you had the EP earlier in the year and now you have the single Mr. Magoo. Are you working on new stuff or is there going to be a full album soon? So speaking of $400 <laughs> at home setups, I'm getting a bunch of equipment and I'm going to start, 
making my own demos and then sending my vocals to the producers that I love working with. So that's, I haven't been really wanting to make anything new as of late because I've just been, to be completely honest, I haven't really been feeling well. Like I'm, I'm upset. I'm mad at the world right now and why this is happening. And it breaks my heart reading the news every day. So it's hard for me to write when I'm feeling like that, which some artists love writing when they're feeling like that. But I, I, I don't work that way. So it's been hard to like want to go and make a song knowing that there's so much, so many messed up things happening in the world right now. But lately I've just been like, you know what? I think if I just get the setup, I'll see how I feel and maybe we'll be inspired to write a little more because the ways that I write traditionally are just not working for me these days. How are your, how are your production skills? How are your software computer skills? I can learn, I can learn, um, I'm a fast learner. I can learn any of these softwares, I, I believe. My dad just like coded an app out of like never knowing how to do it in his life. So I'm pretty sure I can learn how to run Pro Tools or Logic. Yeah, if dad, um, if dad can code, then you can figure out Logic, you know. Yeah, I, I don't code, no. But I feel, but my dad, I'm very much like him in the sense where we get bored, we want to learn something new from scratch and learn. we become obsessed with it and we learn everything there is to know about it. And then we move on to the next hobby. <laughs> but I'm excited to apply that to something that I'm actually passionate about. I think for a long time, I convinced myself that like focusing on the writing would be better um, because I think a lot of artists can spread themselves really thin when they try to get into the production, try to get into mixing, try. It's too many, too too much. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I, I want to try it and at least put some. I'm gonna have my mm. friends send me some little um some some loops that they've you know made and I'll record something to it, send it back to them. We'll see what happens. I think that might be the future of recording music for a while. Yeah, so. yeah, you're probably right. Melanie, thank you so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. And um, thanks for having I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for everything. All right, have a great day. All right, bye. Bye. It's Real with Jordan Edwards is presented by PopDust. You can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com or on Instagram at jordanedwardsstudio and check out the latest in music, pop culture, and entertainment at popdust.com. Mm-hmm.